once again to share the word of God with you here in Rock Mambo. I uh, want to thank God that he has really led us this week and give you counseling. We don't want you to miss heaven. We don't want you to miss the word of God. So we are really grateful, Brother Joe has been blessing us and he has again prepared a message, a word that is going to bless all of us. And in the street, amen. Thank you so much, Emma. So right now, in the studio, we have Brother Emma, Pastor Emma. Let him greet you, and then we hand over to Brother John. You're welcome. Thank you. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to this talk show. I believe you're going to be blessed in Jesus' name. Brother John, you're welcome. Uh, thank you, Pastor Emma and Pastor Amos and Rock Mumbo. I uh, really enjoyed saying the Word of God with all you people in Uganda and parts of Kenya. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking the Word of God through the Holy Spirit. And uh, have your pens and papers ready. Uh, we'll go quite quickly. So just write the scriptures down so that you can look at them at another time. And with that, I would like to say a prayer before we start. Dear Father, thank you for the opportunity to share the Word of God uh, over the radio. Uh, thank you for drawing all the listeners that you want to hear this message. Please use the Holy Spirit to speak through me to uh, teach a better understanding of the Scripture and uh, to think for me, hear for me, and speak for me. Thank you for using the Holy Spirit to put this message together and the Scriptures in the order that you so desire. Uh, we lift you up and we, uh, we praise your name and your will always be done, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. So, with that, we will, Pastor Emma, where are we going? What scripture are you reading? Romans chapter 6 and verse 19, the Bible says, I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Okay, so now if you've been listening to the, the four uh, radio sermons that we've done, the theme is holiness this time. It's obedience, it's righteousness. God says he's holy and you are to be holy as well. And that, uh, you know, remember John fourteen fifteen says, if you love me, you will obey me. So he expects you, once you believe in him, you believe he died, he was buried and rose you accept that and you ask God for forgiveness, he wants you to repent. Jesus says, repent. Those who do not repent will not receive, will not see the kingdom of heaven. That's that's heaven, brothers and sisters. And repent, we looked it up today in the Webster's Dictionary, it means to literally turn from your sinful ways. And so, Jesus is the only one that walked the earth perfect. He says, if you say you're not, never sinned, you're a liar. And so we are saved by grace because of him dying on the cross and uh, shed his blood for our sins. An innocent man or innocent Lord and uh, for our sins. So he expects us, though, to give up our life. Fortunately, we don't have to die on a cross. He just wants us to obey him and live for him. Please, God, and do his will. That's what we learned. That's the main thing born-again Christians want to do every day, every minute of the day, is please God and do His will, because that's the mind of Jesus. That's what He was doing, 
And so we want to have the mind of Jesus and have our mind on the Lord all day long. So, Pastor Emma, can we read uh, this passage here in the same chapter? Romans chapter 6, from verse 22 to 23, the Bible says, But now, having been set free from sin, and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So that's what we all are looking forward to, eternal life with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, practicing righteousness, and, uh, and you know, another, another uh, thing to explain to the new listeners, what you all learned and may already know, is Jesus leaves us two commandments. The greatest commandment is to love God, your Father, with all your soul, with all your love, with all your heart, and with all your mind and strength. And the strength comes in to rebuke the devil in Jesus' name when you're tempted. And that devil will flee because what's inside of you is Jesus. And that power is far more powerful than the devil. So practice that, brothers and sisters. Now what's next, brother? Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Amen. So, many of you have learned that, that one of the first verses you learn in uh, the born-again schools, uh, just the regular schools, which I love here, um, uh, is that the first step to wisdom is to fear the Lord. That's in Proverbs. And so, you know, we also learned a, a, a scripture where the Philippians were really righteous. He was commending them for being obedient, even out of his presence. Yet he finishes to work out their salvation with fear and trembling. Never think you're so close to God that you can just go into perpetual sinning as you did before you were saved and think that it's okay. Because God will chasten you as he will punish you just as your Father will on earth to make you better and bring you back. So anytime you Christians out there have an affliction, something happening, you need to examine yourself. Alright? More than not... It's God uh, letting you know you're doing something wrong, correct it, and come back to the kingdom. All right, so what's the next book? First uh, Thessalonians chapter 3. Oh, pardon. Chapter 4. And this, this 1 through 8, the Bible says, Finally, then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. All right, so 
I believe uh, I believe it was Monday's uh, teaching that we went over this, but I thought it was important to go over it again. He talks a lot about lust affecting uh, the Christian walk, and so it must be a stumbling block. Some people it's alcohol, some people it's drugs, um, but many times it's lust or sex, having fornication before you're married, or even adultery. So here he's saying that each one should know how to possess his own vessel. That's your body. Each one should know how to possess his body and keep himself from sinning in that way. Now, one of the scriptures says, if your eye causes you to sin, it's better to pluck it out and go to heaven with one eye than to go to hell with two. He doesn't mean to actually pluck your eye out. What he means is that's how important it is to stop sinning. Stop doing that. So going down a road where they have many prostitutes and you have a problem with it and you like picking up prostitutes and having sex with them, don't go down that road. That's plucking that eye out. You understand? All right. So that's what it means by knowing how to possess your vessel, to keep from doing it. Proverbs says if you walk on hot coals, you're going to get burned. So don't tempt yourself. Do not let the devil get in. Constantly... Be working for sanctification, that's perfection. And um, try to be holy as Jesus is telling us, be holy because I am holy. Paul says, you know, that he's wretched, he struggles. He says, who is going to help me with this problem? Paraphrasing. If you go to the next chapter, which many, many people don't like to preach on that, they just want to preach on his struggle. The next chapter says it's Jesus that will get you out of that. Okay? It's the Holy Spirit that will get you out of that. Follow the Spirit and not the flesh. And, and the devil will flee. Rebuke him in Jesus' name. Remember, this is another thing we learned this week. The devil hates the name Jesus. He can't stand to be in the presence of the words Jesus. Jesus, the word Jesus has power in it. Right? And the Word of God. So you recite the Word of God. You rebuke him as Michael did in Jude over the, over the struggle, uh, dispute over Moses. Just rebuke him in Jesus' name, and he will flee, brothers and sisters. I assure you, on the spot. That's right. Thank you, Pastor Emma. Now, uh, read verse 7. Verse 7 of First Thessalonians chapter 4 says, For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his, his Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, rejection of the Holy Spirit is what? That's death. Okay, you can't get to heaven without the Holy Spirit. That's right. The Bible's clear. He says that, uh, that those without the Holy Spirit are not His. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You get the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, it's not by going to the altar and saying, I believe Jesus died. That's the first step to salvation and arose. You don't get the Holy Spirit by baptism. It's a ceremony. It's telling, it's, it's being proud that you are a born-again Christian and you're telling people, and that's powerful, and he wants you to do that. If you have the opportunity to get baptized, do it. Because he says, if you're ashamed of him, he's ashamed of you. You don't want that. But to get the Holy Spirit is the next step, and that is to repent. He says, if you repent, you shall receive the Holy Spirit. That's in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Okay? So, and in Luke 13 says, if you do not repent, you will not see heaven. So, brothers and sisters... Make sure you turn from those evil ways that you lived before you were saved. And if you have blacksaid like the prodigal son, the Bible's clear that you can come back. You can repent. 
and change your life again, okay? But don't mock God. He also says he will not be mocked. In other words, you can't do this 25 times. Because at some point he will condemn you, take you off this earth, and put another baby in your spot. Okay? But don't miss the opportunity. At the end of this uh, radio session, I will give Pastor Almos the opportunity to bring any new Christian, someone who's not a Christian, to Christ and also anybody that needs to repent and come back to the kingdom. He will lead you in a prayer. So I think the next is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. That's right. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible says, Pursue peace with all people and a holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Well, that's a powerful statement there. The whole Bible is written through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And Peter was illiterate. He was a fisherman. And Paul was very intelligent. He was very educated. He was a Pharisee before he got saved. And so, but yet, all of them write the Holy Bible. You can read it. When you read the Bible, you know it's not like any other book. Every time you read it, you get a different interpretation. You get more out of it. Sometimes it means a couple things. You always learn from it. You will never know all the Bible. You will never understand all the Bible. I don't care how many times you read it. That's what makes it divine. It's different than any other book. Any other book, you read it, you're done, you set it on the shelf. Not the Bible. No. Right. So now here, through the Holy Spirit, and uh, it says, pursue peace with all people. In other words, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. Remember, that's the second most powerful commandment he leaves us with. So he even says to love your enemies, brothers and sisters. So, make peace with all people and holiness. Holiness is righteousness, without which no one will see God, okay? So you've got to pursue righteousness. You have to practice righteousness. That means practice obeying the Right? If you love your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to steal from him. You're not going to strike him. You're not going to commit adultery against his wife. If somebody is in need of food, you're going to feed them. If they need clothes, you have extra, you will clothe them. If you won't, brothers and sisters, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Because God is clear. The Bible says, God is love. And if love is inside of you, you will do those things. That's how you know if you have the Holy Spirit. So if you don't, pray earnestly that He renews your heart. He says that when you become a born-again Christian, you get the Holy Spirit, you also get a new heart. He says you have a stony heart, He will replace it with a flesh, pure heart. He will renew your mind completely, so you don't have these lustful thoughts that you used to. Okay? Alright. What do we have next, brother? Yeah, we have the book of First Corinthians, chapter 13.
our things. And, and one of the elders raised his hand. He says, yes, I have. And I said, well, what did you learn from it? What, what did you get out of it the most that you got out of it? And he said, love. He said, I, I learned that love is very, very important. And it is, brothers and sisters. This scripture really plays it out. You know, it's so clear. It's crystal clear. He says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become standing brass and clanging cymbals, meaning it means nothing if you don't have love. You have the most phenomenal, you can speak to angels with your tongues, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. He says, and though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove a mountain, but I have not love, I am nothing. Now, how many times have you ever heard John 3.16? Those who believe shall not perish, but have everlasting life, right? Okay, so he's saying here, if you have that kind of faith, right? But you don't have love, you have nothing. You understand? Faith is the beginning of salvation, but it goes further. You have to obey those loving commandments that he leaves us with. And, and you have to love your neighbor as yourself. That's how you get the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, remember, brothers and sisters, you don't make it. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Now in America, they have what's called a tax deduction. Okay. Now you all think that Americans are rich, and you know, with the dollar value from America to Uganda shillings, um, they are doing very well. This is true. And so they have this thing. I don't know if they have it here, but if you donate at the end of the year so much uh, charity, you don't have to pay as much tax to the government. You see? So that's what this person, this this verse is for, right? A person, let's say a person comes to them, they need, they need shoes. They have no shoes. They say, well, is there a tax deduction to it? No. Okay, so they don't get it. Then a big organization comes and says, well, we have this big organization. We're going to take these food baskets over to some other country. Please donate. Well, is there a tax deduction? Because you have to sign up for this, right? And they say, yes, this is the number. And you just fill it in at the end of the year, and you will pay less taxes. Also, the person says, well, I don't want to give my money to the government. So I'll give it to this, this organization. Yet they know nothing about this organization. They don't even know how much is going to the, for the people in need and how much to the rich people that, that, that are taking in the money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Right? So they're happy to give. But see, they're not giving out of love. That's right. You see me? That's They're giving because they want to get this tax deduction. They want to save money at the end of the year. It has nothing to do with helping the people. So they say you give every... The Bible's saying if you give all of it, but it's not out of love. It's nothing. That's right. Alright. So, what do we have next? Mm. Alright, so, now what we're going to do is we're going to go to Revelations. I normally stay out of Revelations. Except for the very first part of it and the very last part of it because it's, it's, it's pretty literal. It's not something that can be misinterpreted. And you never want to misinterpret the Bible, especially if you're taking on some kind of role that I am. So I'm just going to read it. We're going to read it like it is, and you will understand it. That's right. All right. 
So what we're going to read here is Revelations chapter 1. I want to start at 9, 10, and 11, and then go to 17, 18, and 19. Right. And to fill you in what's going on here is John, the person who, who has the pen, but it's the Holy Spirit writing it, is he's left on an island. And he has this revelation. Jesus himself comes to him and tells him what to write. So with that, go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 through 11 says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a cloud voice, a loud voice, pardon me, a loud voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. All right, so he's, he's getting the message directly from Jesus, and he's to write to the seven churches. All right? That's right. So we'll pick it up on verse, verse 17. 17. Verse 17 says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. Amen. Now, if you were listening before, I think it might have been yesterday, we learned that Jesus, God is given Jesus the judgment. He's going to judge everyone. For every idle word that they speak, they're going to be judged for, as Scripture says. And he has the keys to death and to hell. He wants to take you out before he comes. He does it. He wants to send you to hell. He does it. Okay. Now, here it says, he's having him write about things which, things which are, meaning things that are happening at the time that John is writing this, and also about the future, about things that will take place after this. Right. Now, what we're going to do is, he's writing about the seven churches. We're going to pick it up because of time. We're just going to read about the last two churches. And I believe the last two churches are the future that he's talking about here. Alright. So, started, we're going to be reading out of Revelations chapter 3. Um, starting in verse 7 all the way to the end. Alright. Uh, pay attention, it says. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, write these things, say. Write these things, says he who is holy. He who is true, he who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts. And shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. Have a baby. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those 
of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie indeed. I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Verse 10 says, Because you have kept my command to preserve, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Verse 13. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. So now, this is the church of Philadelphia. And the church of Philadelphia, he has, this is the only, out of the seven churches, it's the only church that he has no problem with. They are, have salvation, they are going to heaven when he comes in the sky. And he says that he's going to keep them from the tribulation, meaning that the, it's going to be very terrible when Jesus comes. If you do not go up to meet him in the sky, it's going to be terrible. So all the righteous Christians, anybody that is connected with the Church of Philadelphia, that is not the church in this corner, this name or that name, King of Kings, Deliverance. It's any person in any Christian church that is righteous, that is following the Lord with all love in his heart, is going to go up. And that's considered that church. Now it's very important to read the last church. Go ahead. Verse 14 says, And to the angel of the church of the Laudations, write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. All right, so this church is considered lukewarm. That means they're like the tares. That means that they're not living for the Lord. They're going to church every Sunday. They say, I'm a born-again Christian. They say, I have a Bible. But during the week, they're living the way they want to, sinfully. As if they weren't saved at all. But then they go to church. And they believe because they ask Jesus in their heart. And they say, I believe they're going to heaven. But they're not living for him. They have not given up their life for him. They have not repented and changed their ways. And God is telling them they're going to get cast into hell. He says he's going to vomit them out of, their out of his mouth. Trust me, they're not going to heaven. So if this is you, brother and sister, repent. Change and be like the Church of Philadelphia. Obey the love, the Lord. Love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Read up every day out of your Bible. Pray every day and keep the love of Jesus in your heart. And you will make it to heaven. I love you. And here I'll pass it off to Pastor Amos. I accept you, my Lord. My Savior, forgive me all my sins and write my name in the book of life. Thank you. I accept.
accept you and ask you to forgive me. Have opened the door of my heart. Send the Holy Spirit to fill me. In Jesus' name I pray.